Welcome to another podcast episode of A Chat with Agatha podcast. And for those of you who are brand new to me, my name is Agatha Langer and I am a um, relationship coach. Now, a lot of people, when they reach out to me, they ask me, tell me about your strategies when you coach, about your approach, like how do you, how do you work? What, what are you all about? So what I do want to tell you right off the bat, again, if you're brand new to me, that I do not approach relationship coaching in a traditional way, maybe the way that you might think of a um, couple therapy, kind of let's sit down and let's talk through things and let's find a compromise and let's voice how we feel to each other and that kind of approach. That's not me. That is the traditional approach that actually a lot of times don't work. there are women who reach out to me and I ask them if they've tried anything before and they're like, yeah, I've been in therapy for two years and I'm like, two years? Oh my God. But hey, guess what? I've been there. I actually was in therapy for five years and it didn't do a thing. <laughs> and I found another way. I've developed a process that I work in. It's more, so what I do is more from energy healing standpoint. We take care of our inner healing so that it doesn't have to be projected onto your partner and so so that the baggage from the past kind of your programming your childhood trauma your upbringing your stuck emotions and all that heavy heavy baggage doesn't get in the way of your relationships so i work only with one person and it's usually women who reach up to me and the other person doesn't have to participate, your partner, which is the beauty of it. I know it scares some women away because they will be like, well, so that means that I have to do all the work. But guess what? It's like killing two birds with one stone, meaning you work on that, but it's really your own healing. So <clears throat> yes, you heal to uh, heal your relationship, but you also heal to heal relationship with your family members, with your children, with the way that you approach your career to find yourself, to find your purpose. So, oh my goodness. Okay, but that's as much as this about about my approach because I want to get to um, the purpose of this episode. And today I'm going to be answering actually my own question. If I were to ask myself what I would change if I were to go back in time knowing what I know now, what would it be? And this is really just for the purpose of analyzing my journey. But you need to know that everything I went through, I have, I've made peace with. I have no regrets for the choices that I have made. Because as you learn about yourself, as you learn about your journey, as you look at yourself more as a soul here incarnated on this earth and not just like a human being doing the human being things then you understand that everything has a purpose and sometimes I have to wait years before that purpose reveals itself and then I connect the dots and it's like oh that's the reason why this happened and and honestly as far as my um, situation in my marriage when it was falling apart and really being (laughs) a pain and of my existence Uh, the situation my marriage I had to wait another like 10 years when I started my coaching career and decided that I want to help others to go through the process so that they don't have to struggle for years and think that it's normal and so it was like 10 years before I actually understood why the heck my marriage was falling apart and why I had to go through what I had to go through so everything I'm going to tell you here today 
it's not from the point of, oh, I wish I had done this differently on that differently, because there is time for everything. Um, some of those things that I will mention, if not all of them, I just wasn't ready for. So some of the things that I will be reading, you'll be like, oh, you know what? I could actually do that or do more of that. And some of them, it will be like in one ear and out the other ear. Like it just totally will be flat to you, meaning your soul, your consciousness is not ready to take that step. And it's okay. We can't do it all at once. I wouldn't even suggest so there is all different levels and layers and all those things that I'll be talking about, I still do, I still practice on another level and deeper, going deeper into that. So it's not, it's not just the matter of overwhelming you and giving you like a list of things you should do, do this because if you don't, then you're not going to get anywhere. It's not my point. So as you listen to, to that list of the things I made, just ask yourself if it resonates with you. And you'll know, you don't even have to ask, right? If it resonates, you'll be like, oh, this is interesting. I could actually look into that. I could do that. And you'll do it on a level that you're ready for. And then you'll pick it up. And then sometime when you, when you again, when you're ready, you'll do it on a deeper level. That's just how growth works. Okay, so let's get to it. So the first thing that uh, that I wrote here is make more time for myself. And this is something that I think a lot of, if not most women struggle with. And you might be like, well, easy for you to say because I've got, you know, like there is dinner, there is kids, there's all those responsibilities. How do I make more time for myself? And I'll tell you that if you don't prioritize yourself as a huge asset to your family that you are, the one that has everything under control, that is the secretary and the cook and the driver and the family and, and, and all that, right? All those roles that you are, that you play. If you don't prioritize yourself and your well-being, well, you're going to burn out, get resentful. And this is the end of you that your family will get. So the recharging part, and I know this is almost like a cliche because, you know, you'll turn the Facebook on and you'll see all those memes and other things that, you know, they fill your own cup and all that. But honestly, if you're waiting for somebody to come and be like, oh, take a break, honey, or, you know, you're doing so much, let me just do it for you. It's just probably not going to happen. So I know that what happens is we feel guilty, right? But also remember that that guilt is, it comes from your ego. It comes from your programming that says that women or moms should sacrifice. This is, I know that that's a lot of my programming that I got uh, being born and raised in Poland. It's like mom is the glorified victim sacrificer kind of wearing a cross on her shoulders, right? So this is the programming that I received and it was really faulty because that leads you to burnout. That leads you to confusion. So um, take little steps. Ask yourself, ask the right question for the universe. Hey, universe, what would it take for me to take more time for myself? Here's another thing that I would suggest you to do. Sit down and ask your body. And I'll get to 
um, that part, but just humor me. Just try it. Try it out. See how it feels. Hey, buddy, how would it feel if I actually made time, like quality time for myself? And then just sit with it. Don't force anything. Just wait for it to come and see if your body, what the feeling you get on inside. Because I bet that you're going to feel more recharged, more confident, more ready to go and actually tackle the kids and all the duties, shopping and cooking responsibilities that you have. You're going to have more strength for it. And... Another thing that I made here, the note, is make more time for myself, which, yes, means that something has to give, right? And um, if I were to choose right now, like if I really were to go back, I would outsource. I would outsource cleaning. I would hire somebody to come and cook for me maybe two times a week. I was running a company by then, um, hiring people and taking care of kids, the household. And honestly, I thought that I had to do all this by myself because if I didn't, then that would mean that I am not worthy, that I'm not doing my job as a mother, as a wife, as a housewife, uh, that I am maybe trying to slack off and be lazy. So I was putting all those things on my plate, thinking that this would bring me like um, like a gold medal, right? Or a victory or a praise from my husband or just like heaven the doors of heaven would open and I would go to heaven back then when I actually believed that there was such a thing as heaven and heaven and hell right so there was a lot of that faulty programming limiting beliefs and me trying to prove my worth by doing it all so that's why right now looking at it I would definitely hire somebody who would be happy and cook for my family or clean um, or just take some of those responsibilities off my back so I could actually spend quality time with my kids, which I did. I did, but I think that if I let go of those pieces that I could let go of, that, you know, like making dinner, maybe even making, doing laundry, cleaning my house, if I could let go of those pieces, then I could actually sit more with my kiddos and just create some memories. So that's definitely a piece that, that, that I would I would just structure my life a little bit differently that way. Yeah, so the next thing that I wrote here is stop trying to prove myself by overachieving and multitasking. So I kind of touched on it already just in, in the previous, as I previously spoke. Um, but yeah, the overachiever, the perfectionist also, that's something that I would let go of. Oh my gosh, just just it just popped into my head. Like if it wasn't perfect, it wasn't good enough. And right now my approach is 80% is good enough and the rest can figure itself out. So um, I'm not letting myself get kind of stuck in a rut of being perfect with certain things because it's just counterproductive. I can do so much more. And that goes, I think that goes for every aspect of you. Like that could be your, what are your career, household, and all that, see see if that 20% that you're trying to really perfect something, if it's just not a distraction and it's not trying just to stop you from doing other things that you could be doing that, that are just simply good enough. Uh, because a lot of times the perfectionism part is not that it's demanded of us, but we kind of create that high level of demand on us. Um, we set that bar really, really high, thinking that if we don't achieve it if we don't reach it then we're less than and then just 
fill in the blanks, right? So that's definitely, and the multitasking, why the multitasking? Okay, let's chat about this one for a little bit. Uh, when you multitask, first of all, you make your life overwhelming, very confusing, very like your energy is scattered all over the place. And not only that, you're not present. Because giving each activity, whether it's washing your hands or washing dishes or even drinking water, having a meal, you know how you have a meal and then at the same time you're trying maybe to answer emails or look on Facebook or whatever else it is, you're not giving it your full attention and that way you're not present, your energy is scattered. And when it's scattered, it's easy to, you know, to make mistakes or just to feel overwhelmed in general and to feel like everything is caving in because you have so much to do. And I also learned that when I do give my full attention to things uh, without rushing them, but really respecting every single piece of my life, I've learned that the time actually stretches for me to accommodate whatever it is that I need to do. So that's a nice uh, trick, cool trick for you and, and try it out. Try it on and see if it fits, right? So another point that I have here is um, spend more time in silence. And oh my gosh, back then, um, <laughs> I was a little bit too wiggly, too all over the place, too active and impatient with myself. And I didn't treat myself like my best company because back then I was still covered in all that baggage, right? And all those distortions. And I didn't really like myself. So sitting in silence means that you need to sit with the person you don't like. And who likes sitting in a person with a person that they don't like? Nobody. So you'll be trying to avoid it, right? So it was not something that I enjoyed doing. But I also know the more you do sit in silence, the more you start enjoying it. And the more like downloads come in and good ideas and those mind shifts and those kind of life altering thoughts, right? Or experiences that when you connect with the source, because when you sit in silence, then you kind of make room for all the stuff to come in between your thoughts. So some call it meditation. You might call it meditation. But honestly, I don't like to call it that because the sitting in silence it's just like so much, it just feels so much easier than actually trying to force something. The only thing that I'm trying to do is just to sit with myself, not force anything on, not try to intend anything. If the thoughts come in, well, they can come here and I'll just find my silence again. So that's really how I like to um, approach it. I would definitely do more of that back then. Um, another thing work on my intuition. Mm. So this kind of goes again with working with your body. And back then what I didn't know, and I'm going to tell you right now, because it might actually change a lot how you approach your spiritual journey, is that our body is like a transmitter, like a, like a receiver and transmitter of information. 
of the frequencies that we receive so any kind of messages they just frequencies right and your body is a receiver of that and also a transmitter which means that when we transmit that information or our anything that's inside of us we kind of create that reality that matrix get gets filled by that it bounces back and it creates our physical reality and back then I didn't know that I didn't know that intuition was actually fine-tuning your body to all those sensations so remember when I told you I gave you that little exercise on the on, um, on at the beginning and I said try to sit with your body and ask your body hey body how would it feel to well guess what your body, because you're asking, you're receiving the information from the universe and your body transmits that vibration and it tells you how. So play with that exercise a lot. Ask your body a lot. How did that feel? You can even do something like, hey body, how would that feel if I ate that cookie? If you have trouble staying away from sugar <laughs> and your body will show you. So, okay, so at first, just to be upfront with you. If you start practicing, you might be like, I don't feel anything. Yes, it's a muscle that you need to kind of work. Like if you go to a gym, you can't expect after an hour in the gym, you can't expect you're going to grow your biceps and, and, and your core muscles. You have to be there and you have to work on it and then you will notice changes, right? So also remember that your body is what, like 70% water and water has memory. So all the information that you want, you, you really can, um, like the intuition, what we call intuition is just receiving those messages from, uh, from your source, right? From your, from your higher self. This is what intuition is. And your body will tell you, you can ask your body, hey, how would that feel if I made that decision? Here's how your intuition comes in. Try that. Try that on and see. And your body will be either like, ugh, like shrinking kind of. Like you, you can ask for the sensations and you will be able to recognize them. And then when the field is like open for whatever decision you're making, like if it's a yes, oh yes, yes, your body will be, will feel at peace. It will feel open. It will feel relaxed. You might again um, add different sensations to my body. Maybe you will feel that excitement for growth, right? So that's th that those are things that I had no clue back then that I needed to kind of work with my body and I could actually ask my body to do all those things for us because so here's the thing if I can explain it in another way about the intuition. Our body is kind of driven by our soul, right? But that energy of the soul, that's what's behind it. That's what make, makes it alive, what, uh, what makes me talk to you and do all those things, right? But we are stuck, well, stuck. We've chose to live our life here in that 3D reality. And it's a very dense reality, very thick. So our body is is like that tool that lets us connect with the higher self, with that energy so that we can receive um, all the messages, all the thoughts and feelings and everything that we need, the inspiration, right? So we can receive that and we do that through our body. I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> so, um, before I go on with my list, I'm um, like halfway through there. I just want to tell you that
that, and I hope that many of you will be joining me, I am, I am organizing a three-day live event. Uh, we're starting on Thursday next week. It is the, the 6th. So for some of you who are listening after that, it might be the information might be not relevant anymore. Uh, it's the, uh, the name of the event is Awaken the Power Within. And it's a three-day event, like I said, and I'm going to be walking you through a lot of exercises to help you, um, to help you become conscious creators, to help you heal your relationships, to help you, first of all, heal the relationship you have with yourself so that you, you can move on with your life and you can have a beautiful connection with your partner, with your kids, and, and just create the life, yeah, of your dreams, like as cliche as it sounds, but it can be life living on a purpose and on your terms and really understanding what goes behind that creation. So I am inviting you to that event. I will post the link in the show notes. You do need to register to get all the emails with updates and with replays. If you can't be live, there is going to be replays. So please come join me. It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be really a, like a life transforming event um, that I will be walking you through. Okay, so the next thing that I have on my list is taking care of my body. And I thought I did back then. Uh, I thought I was eating healthy, but I really wasn't, um, you know, a lot of those processed foods and all. And remember how I was telling you just a couple of minutes ago that your body is that transmitter, that your body is like that tool for your intuition. Well, the more you take care of your body, um, the more you eat of healthy foods and and stop maybe drinking all those sodas and I'm not here to preach you because I've for most of my life I've, I've life I just I ate food that shouldn't be even called food uh, but now knowing what I know I know that it gives you more energy and it gives you more self-confidence and really it's that peace where you feel like you're taking care of yourself, like you're not leaving yourself behind when you take care of your body. And it is, yes, it's the food for me, it's doing yoga. I love doing my yoga. Um, I love going on walks. Those are the things that that I love doing for my body. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, and, and I'll show you the, that little connection piece. A lot of people are not ready to do that, to eat healthy or to maybe do some sort of exercise or movement in general, or maybe sign up for a dance class or a Pilates class or whatever whatever it is that makes you happy, right? Because they feel guilty when they do things for themselves. So it's that piece of, okay, what needs to come, come first? Um, do I need to get rid of the guilt and build kind of my self-worth and then I will be ready to tell my partner, hey, you're cooking today, I'm going to a yoga class, right? Or do I need to just do it so that I can stop feeling guilty? And it is that second one, guys. So <laughs> the guilt will come up and as you as it comes up, you can kind of clear it, you can watch it, you can you can sit with it, right? You can see where it comes from. That you're feeling guilty because you're taking care of yourself. And you can start with small steps so that you don't revolutionize your whole life and you don't put it upside down and your husband is like, who's that person, right? And so that's how I started. 
um, just making kind of those small steps toward no, I need to take care of myself so I can be better for you for the family and definitely as far as eating and I'll tell you something as far as eating and diet my family most of the time will eat totally different things does it take extra time for me to feed myself and to cook for myself yes because a lot of times what I cook for myself they won't eat because it's my my boys say it's it's too healthy mom <laughs> although you know they're now realizing little by little that, that it is the way to go but I'm not pushing them that way I'm not forcing them I might ask if they want any of that food so yes it does take extra time but it's just like a proof that you really care about yourself and and that you want to maybe set a good example and you want to do things that are good for you that you deserve them so it's that it's that nice dance of it's not just the food it's not just the yoga right but it's really honoring who you are and what your needs are um okay uh, next time find a program that keeps me on track what do i mean by that so back then when i started my spiritual journey and that kind of awakening i was kind of like hopping from one thing to another so i would listen to somebody on youtube and then i would get a book and then i would maybe go on a like a workshop thing and then maybe i would hire a psychic to tell me about what my future would look like like I was just craving for all those things but it was just so scattered it, it was chaotic and so now I know that I would probably search out and ask around for a good program that would for a longer amount of time keep me on track and keep me motivated because what was happening is I was going through those cycles of self-sabotage like I would go and I would be so motivated to do this and to think positive and this and that and then it was down I would fall down because there was nobody to keep me accountable there was nobody that I could go and talk about this there was nobody that I could like call or no community that I was a part of that I would be like hey I'm sliding I'm sliding down can you guys help me because it's a lot of wasted time that self-sabotage piece is just like your ego right who's trying to hold you back saying hey don't go there it's not safe you need to stay here where we are we're comfy here that's your ego trying to hold you back and when we slide back and go into those cycles of self-sabotage we just really waste a lot of time that we could be spending on something else so now I, that I look at it, I would definitely get into either a community or a good program or a mentor that would be like, no, you're coming in a week, like you're scheduled, you're doing it. Because just like talking things through can already get you out of that cycle of uh, feeling defeated or feeling like you're not making progress and then you self-sabotage, right? And then you go in and you're like, well, it's pointless. I'm not doing this anymore. So that's definitely would be one of my biggest advice to do that. Uh, yeah, another one that I have here. Yeah, instead of psychic readings, I would find a program that is actually teaching me self-empowering tools that I can use on my own. So this is huge, guys. And this is something that I'm all about. My program, Healing Relationship Blueprint, that actually opens in another two weeks, um, is all about empowering you. So it's not the stuff that I'll be doing for you. I'll be doing it with you. I'll be guiding you. But I'm handing you all the tools that I know that are the best that you can then take with you and actually help yourself when times are tough 
or help yourself when times are good and you want to go further and you want to grow. So the difference, I wrote here psychics, right? Because I've been to a lot of psychics and I was just hungry for that. Somebody, just somebody tell me my life is going to be good. Somebody tell me that I will, you know, have a successful business or I will do this or that. And I was just so hungry and craving for that information. Like it was going to save me. And it was like, okay, cool. And I was just like happy. And I, so I satisfied that hunger with a reading, right? And then I, and a few days went by and I was like, okay, and what now? Because I'm still depressed. I still don't know what to do. So for me, those self-empowering pieces where you actually have the tools, literally you have the tools to help yourself, to help yourself with your emotions, with your limiting beliefs, with the narratives, with... Um, just anything you can think of. The, the forgiveness, the inner child, like we do it all. And actually I said that my program will be starting in two weeks and it does, but when I'm recording this, I think it's going to be more like a week because <laughs> I'm recording ahead of time. What's the date on the 17th? So on the 17th of July, my uh, healing relationship blueprint program opens. It's a 10 week program. It's a group coaching program and I, if you want more information, you can get on my list. You can register for the event that I told you about. Um, and then we'll chat about this more if it resonates with you. Okay. So we've got three more things on, um, on my list. Take responsibility instead of blaming. So this is a huge because I was just such a... I was... Most of my life, I was in that victim mode. That poor me, poor Agatha, life is against me, my family is against me, nobody understands me, I'm doing so much and nobody even says thank you. Yet it was self-imposed, right? So I was in that victim mode for so long and I couldn't understand the power that I have inside of me. The power to create, the power to be who I want to be. And I didn't have to wait for anybody to change so that I could have it. I needed to change so that... My circumstances would change. And by the way, if if you um, want more on how to get your power back, look at episodes. I did um, two-part podcast. I split it into two parts because there was just so much to talk about. So look a few episodes back and you will find how to take your power back where I talk more about it. But the most important piece that will give you your power back is taking the responsibility for your emotions, for tracking your emotions, for knowing that whatever situations you're in is because you got there by choice. Yes, by choice. And taking responsibility for just your life in general and your situation and not looking around and saying, well, if my husband did therapy, then life would be different because our relationship would be changed, right? If my kids listened, I would be happier. If I had more time than this, if we had a better house, if I had a better job, and those ifs, ifs, ifs are filling in and suddenly you just become uh, kind of at prey, right? Like you're just, you're just living, you're just living by by the rules of the external world instead of living from inside inside out you're living from outside in 
everything affects you. We'll be more, we'll be talking about this more during our um, Awaken the Power Within event. I'll show you some exercises and you'll decide for yourself which one which way you want to go. So another thing that again and I talked in in previous episodes about mirror work meaning looking at others and your mirrors and again taking that responsibility and being like okay why did that person said that because it triggered me and probably I made most progress in my healing work and in my on my spiritual journey when I started looking at others and as literally my mirrors everything that because it was like that data that information that was coming back to me and teaching me about myself and what subconscious beliefs I still carry that, that might not necessarily serve me what thoughts I was still projecting or what uh, what programming I still was carrying on the inside, right? So uh, looking at those mirrors, like really, honestly, definitely. That was the one of the biggest, biggest tools, so to say, that helped me um, on my spiritual journey. And just the last thought that I have here for you, um, the last thing that I wrote was live and live live and let let others live it's a mouthful live and let others live so what does that mean i used to be a control freak i used to be the person who knew the best who had solutions and answers for everything and everyone and i knew the best how others should live their life and had i known that it was ego driven that it was not something that was up to me to dictate how other persons should think or make decisions or eat or behave or do even house projects, right? Like renovations. Um, it was a lot of that. And it was just a distraction, again, from me, from my own healing, from my own BS, so to say. <laughs> um, and... I will tell you that if I went to go back, life would have been so much easier if I just took care of my own ick on the inside and my own cleanup and let others figure themselves out and let others also show their full range of who they are, all the skills or the beauty on the inside. Because when I was pushing on them and giving them all the advice and controlling them, then they couldn't do that. They were they were locked up in my energy, right? Uh, my energy of expectations, of demands. So they couldn't really be free, be authentic for me. And I wasn't authentic myself. So it was kind of mirroring that back to me. So this is what I would um what I would do. I would change back. Hope you got some good nuggets out of all those things. Uh and again, I don't want to overwhelm you. Please don't go and do it all because uh, as perfectionists and overachievers, we kind of want to, but remember that you will accomplish whatever you're ready for. Whatever your higher self will say, okay, we can tackle that, we can do that. Don't try to overstrain and overachieve and overburden yourself again because you might think that you're not doing something that will get you moving forward. Let yourself take it as a nice, easy process and whatever it is that you'll uh, be ready to do, then you will do. 
Thank you so much for listening and until next time.